Hello, and welcome to An Ink We Trust, Tattoo and Art Culture in San Fernando Valley, the latest from who is making a mark in the Valley tattoo scene, bringing the tattoo parlor to you. I am your host, Anthony Sanchez. Today, we're going to talk to guests uh, from MD Studio in Northridge. We have tattoo artist Owen Pauls. Thank Hello. you for coming by the That's studio. That's quite all right. How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, um, Owen is from Portsmouth, England. That's right, yeah. Uh, and you began tattooing in 2014, and he's been in the LA area since September 2018. So you're very new here. Welcome. Yeah, very fresh. Thank you very much. Um, so what's been the biggest surprise when you saw LA for the first time? I mean, well, I've been coming here a while, off and on. Um, I used to do a lot of music out here, um, and so I've se- I've seen LA quite a few times. But living here is definitely different to visiting here. I think you get used to the boroughs a lot more when you live here, and you get to know where you can go, where you shouldn't really go. Um, but I'm still getting used to that now. When I was looking for apartments, I was shocking a few people. They were like, "Wait, you're looking where?" Oh, I was like, yeah. oh wait, no, I didn't know that was like the ghetto. No one told me. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Some people, I don't mind some places. I was just it's like, "Oh, it's really cheap down there. Oh, it sounds great." Mm. And they're like, "No." Yeah. Don't I've do been it. told the same when I looked. They were like, "Don't go over there." And yeah, like, yeah. But it's crazy because like one street can be fine, and then one block over, and mm-hmm. you're like, apparently, I don't know. It looks the same to me. I think even Long Beach is a better example of that. If you've been down there yet, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like you have Signal Hill. And then you have, you know, like this one little part that's kind of bad. And then you have downtown and then it kind of gets bad near the park. And then you go to Belmont Shores. So like LA is just like that. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, tell us uh, how you came into the the shop here in Northridge. Okay. Well, I was sort of introduced to Mike um, very early on in my tattoo career via, because he's done a lot of DVDs. I'd say one of, he's probably the pioneer of, tattoo dvds oh um and so before him it was a lot of magazines and a lot of sort of reading up on techniques but it was it was him that sort of laid out here here's like a step-by-step dvd of how to tattoo like me so it's a tutorial kind of yeah um and no one had ever really done that before um so i was really really stoked that when he sent me an email on instagram last year and said that he had a shop opening coming up i was kind of blown away because i've been looking up to this guy for a while um and then we ended up meeting up around april sort of time just to sort of so i could check out the shop and see how it was and then from there we pushed forwards and started in september all right uh what's the shop like i know it's got a bit of like an art studio oh it's awesome there's there's art on every single wall um all of mike's trophies are up which is really inspiring to look at um and we're all there kind of trying to push to that next level of tattooing. You know, we, we all kind of have our own style, but we're always supportive with each other about what we can do different. And no one ever really takes offense if somebody's got constructive criticism to throw their way. Um, so you, I've looked at your Instagram and you've done some pencil work. Do you feel like that's helped your transition into oh, tattoo 100%. work? I feel like without an, an artistic level, it's hard to get out of just copying a picture. I feel like eventually, with enough practice, anybody can copy a picture. Mm-hmm. But you need some sort of base art knowledge to be able to create a piece of artwork for somebody. Um, I know sometimes, and it depends on the, the what, what the person wants. But sometimes you just kind of you could lift something from Google. But for you, are you hand drawing everything and then? It depends what it? I'm doing. A lot of the I do a lot of Disney work and a lot of animation. 
style tattooing and the older you get with that style the flatter the image is because it was made to be quite quickly produced mm-hmm. at a time when the technologies just didn't exist to create these sort of 3d looking characters so what i'll do with those is take the flat screenshot and paint over the top to give it a 3d look um and when that's sort of transferred to the uh to the skin it can give a real unique view on this disney tattoo that you might not have seen in that style before mm-hmm. and that's a good follow-up question to i saw that you had an interview earlier this year with um jimmy Dave, davies and tattoolife.com yeah and he said that something that one. you were adding realism to the unreal but you said that they are real so what how do you feel like your your works are real I mean, I was talking more about the uh, the characters, and in I, th- I think when you when you put however many hundreds of hours into a movie like they've done, especially with the newer animation movies, mm-hmm. it's it's blurring the line now between what's a real in real life cartoon and what's just on paper right in front of you. Because I think a lot of people, especially watching the the newer Toy Stories and Moana and things like that you get lost in that movie straight away almost in the first 10 seconds you're you've stopped thinking oh it's just ones and zeros from a computer you're just watching it as if it was a real life movie and i love that i'm all i'm doing is trying to capture that in the skin a little bit and i'm happy right and there's definitely a shift of um the culture kind of seeing an animation not as a cartoon oh yeah 100 percent. um because we've all grown up on this you know like i remember watching the lion king when i was a little kid and now they're doing the new one. I'm super stoked about it. I'm going to have all this new reference for people. It's great. Yeah, there's definitely uh, they're remaking all those. Oh, I love uh, it. I think they're remaking Cinderella again. Oh, But my that's gosh. a whole other. What's been your favorite animated movie? That's a really tricky question because it always changes, you know? Like, What's your favorite this week? This week, I'm kind of feeling Dumbo. Now they've redone the new I haven't seen the new one yet, but I'm kind of feeling the old one. You know, very classic, very, like, simple storyline but works really really well but then you ask me next week it's going to be moana it might be frozen the week after it it all just depends yeah i grew up on like uh vampire hunter d and oh yeah black cauldron and oh cool rescuers down under which was oh, a very I good love the rescuers down under. <laughs> nothing compared to little mermaid and lion king though i mean yeah they were they were really visual for their time as well when they were mm-hmm. released unbelievable the stuff that they were doing right um, what do you think is an underrated or bad film that inspires you? Ooh, like an underrated movie. That's a really tricky one because I, I mean, how are you gonna? All of the Disney's are kind of a nice. I, I do like the Don Bluth movies. I think they're kind of underrated. You know, like All Dogs Go to Heaven and Thumbelina and things like that. Um, they kind of get overlooked when you're looking at the animation stuff, but they did play quite a vital role mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, his uh, he was a shoot-off from Disney people, That's right? right, yeah. He was with Disney and then left Disney to start his own company. He also did Dragon's Lair, didn't he? The video game? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's been the most challenging thing about making great portraits? I think just the the study of art to get to the level that I want to get to. I mean, I'm still not there now. I'm still quite far away from where I want to be. I think as long as you can copy a picture well, you can do a good portrait. But to bring it to life, I think it's worth studying that anatomy and studying the muscle tone and the way faces are made up. And I'm only really starting to get into that this year. Um, I've sort of held off painting a lot until this year, until I 
was a bit more established because I've been traveling a whole bunch in the last couple of years. So it's not really like I can sit down and paint. But now that I'm in a studio where I get to paint and it's encouraged to be super arty, I'm trying my hardest just to every day just improve my portraits. And I think that's all you can do. Um, what's you had some formal training or you've just kind of self-taught? No, nothing at all. I came from the music background, just playing around with Photoshop to create different merchandise and CD artworks and things like that. Um, and one day I had one of my band members say, hey, that would make a great tattoo. You want to tattoo it on me? I said, yeah, if you buy me all the stuff. <laughs> Bought me the stuff. We did a little jammer in his kitchen. Loved it. Never looked back. Uh, okay. So was there a transition between the two? Did they kind of blur at I some think point? The punk rock music scene anyway is heavily tattooed. Mm-hmm. So I think you're always around that style of culture. I just didn't realize what a journey it would be going down this path, but it's been amazing. Uh, what's the punk rock scene like still back in the UK? I think it's very similar to here. Like California and England have a very similar sort of view on the punk rock scene. You know, it's still with the diehard fans, it's still pretty popular. Yeah. But you go out of state or you go to a different, like the Midwest or somewhere like that, you're probably not selling that many tickets. And that's what we were finding. It's just, it's super fun to do. And I still love that genre of music. But in terms of a career and needing a house and needing food in your belly, it's probably best to to look at other things. Unless you make it. If you're Green Day, you're laughing. Do whatever you want. Yeah, get on Broadway. Yeah. Not for well, even then, though. like that, that goes to show how, <laughs> how popular that is. You know, even yeah. a band that big had to do something outside their genre to make money. Right. You know. Um, let's see. So, what's what's on your bucket list of characters to do of tattoos? Ooh, anything new, anything brand new. So, anything from Frozen Two pre-release. I'm super down. Hit me up for that. Anybody that's interested in that. Um. Wreck-It Ralph 2, any of the characters from there. I've already done a whole bunch of the princesses from that because it's just, what a scene. You've done this, the princesses in the style of Wreck-It Ralph 2? Yes. Is that what so what Wreck-It Ralph 2 did was take all the princesses and make them 3D Pixar style, which has done like, I mean, I don't want to say done half the work for me, but it's just given a new perspective on how those princesses look and act. So all of those screenshots are, are getting used eventually for sure. Um, Let's see. Maybe I'll go back to your your. Let's talk about your life back in the UK then. Okay. So you got into a band, but like, what was the in between of jumping around from from there? I mean, that was a lot of uh, working in Subway, working <laughs> at Pizza Hut. Wait, you know, there's like, a Subway there. I didn't know there's a Subway. Oh my god! So we've got all the same fast food as you guys have, um, with the exception of a lot of Mexican food. We don't really have a strong Mexican food scene. You better take it all here because I've heard it's not even anything compared to... I think the best comparison is our Indian food is similar to how your Mexican food is. The first time I had Indian food was over there in, yeah. in Horn, Horndean, Calplain. Why have you been to Horndean, Calplain? It's, that's a long story. This, so show, I went, this I show's went, not about me. <laughs> I went to South Downs College, uh-huh. which is like right there. Yeah. So how, how crazy. Yeah. Both been to the same place. That was like 20 years ago for me. Wow. Yeah. But I know that there was a Pizza Hut there, and it was way more expensive oh, yeah, than American Pizza Hut. And I was like, why are we doing this? Well, this is the thing. <laughs> you find a lot of the food out there. I mean, even just the the climate of pay is so different out there that it is, it is tough to be a creative. So I think a lot of people do find that they get to a certain point and have to come over here to to get the compensation there for the hours that they're putting in. 
Uh, certainly a lot of my friends have been on the same visa as I'm on and have not escaped the UK, but definitely have had a lot more opportunities now that they're here. Um, what has it been like to see the world through music versus tattooing? I've seen a lot more of it with tattooing. Interesting. Music, you kind of show up to the venue, you see the parking lot, you see the inside of the venue and you leave. Tattooing, I'm finding I'm walking around a lot more, I'm meeting a lot more people, shaking a lot more hands. And at the end of the day, I'd rather take home a nice view or an experience than just, oh, it was another show somewhere else. You know, we used to travel around and, and tour every summer. And I've, I've seen so many different states and been to so many places, but they all end up look blurring into one and looking the same. Whereas tattooing, I can tell you exactly where I was and where I, what I was doing and the streets that I was walking down. It's great. Um, so I saw you did a tattoo of RuPaul from the LA Iwerks Face It campaign. That was one uh, of my favorite tattoos I've ever done. Tell me about how that came about. Well, my customer actually hit me up and... Um, I think we are planning on adding more queens to that leg. Um, but she hit me up and she wanted to do something really, really cool whilst I was in town and we ended up making it work. Um, and then she actually took it away and got it signed by RuPaul um, at a convention. Um, but I'd already left town by then. Oh. So I, I didn't get to add the signature to it. Oh, but so eventually she... we probably will. Okay. But she got, did she get the tattoo? Did she get the signature tattooed after? Right no, after? we were planning on, but... Um, Oh. I wasn't around, but I have the photo of it, and we'll we'll add it on later on. All right, interesting. And did she? Do you know what other queen she wants to get? Ooh, I don't or know. is it up to you? I think Trixie might go on there. Oh, okay. I'm not too sure though. It, it, I mean, it's it's her call at the end of the day. I'm uh -huh. I'm happy to do any portrait. Um, has there been a favorite portrait that you've done besides that one? Is that the, like did, the biggest one? I did a a Pulp Fiction portrait of Mia Wallace when I was in Italy. Um. And that's maybe one of my favorites I've done. I mean, it's hard to pick favorites because every tattoo is completely different. But I definitely, when people allow me to pick the reference and I get to do something a bit more unique, um, I'm all for it. How does it work with you ta touring and tattooing? You have to keep all your gear with you. Yeah, that's, that's the tricky thing. You either post it out so that it's at the shop for you when you get there, or you just travel with everything. And do you, is that a carry-on or...? Yeah, I can, I can. I've got pretty good uh, with, like, the, with the needles and everything. Away. I mean, the needles aren't too bad because they're individually packaged. Okay. So TSA don't kick off that much about that. They kick off about ink. They don't. Ah. They don't like bottles of ink. So usually you'd have to put that in your actual checked mm. bag that goes under the plane. But in terms of actually traveling, the hardest thing I would say is just getting from venue to venue, because I was on the road for maybe a year and a half, um, pretty solidly. And that's just shop to shop, convention to convention, hotel to hotel. Didn't have a house, just living in hotels the entire time. And eventually you find, especially in Europe, it comes down to, okay, so you make X amount of money this week tattooing, but it's costing you the exact same amount just to get to the next venue and for your hotels for the next venue. So really, you're, you're on less than minimum wage for putting in 10, 12 hours a day, five days a week. And, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a fun experience. I wouldn't do it again in a rush, but I got to see a lot of the world. I got to travel to a lot of different studios, and it definitely helped me sort of springboard my career a little bit quicker. Yeah, I bet. Um, what's been the biggest difference between tattoo art or culture here? And I, I don't know if this might be too broad, so you can you can make it more specific. 
here in LA than maybe when you started in in Portsmouth area or is there a di difference between the states and Europe? I think just being a creative here is a lot more celebrated than it is back home. You can be a tattoo artist back home, but I still very much felt like a lot of people were looking at me like, so when are you going to get a real job? When when are you going to join a bank? When are you going to work in an office? You know, like when are you going to get some nice winkle picker shoes and go out on a Saturday night with a nice white shirt? Like, and that's just not me. I'm not that person. I've, I've never been that person. I'm a bit of a nomad. So I find being here, you don't have to explain that too much to people. You know, if you're a tattoo artist, people are like, oh, that's cool. Oh, you, you're actually doing something for yourself. But it's not really that attitude everywhere, especially Southern Europe. I think especially like if places like Italy and Spain, it's still kind of frowned upon if you come out and say, yeah, I'm a tattoo artist. You know, it's not until you show them that financially you're stable that they'll change their tune a little bit. Do you feel like there's more shops here in L.A. or oh, in the States than in Europe then? I think it's not about more shops. It's about the clarity of work. Okay. So I think the work standard is higher here because it's more celebrated. You know, you don't have people hiding their art. You don't have people not wanting to sort of tell people what they do. It's all very, this is my style. This is my expression. Let me do a nice tattoo for you. Whereas in Europe, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we can maybe make that work. Yeah, yeah, you, oh, or, or do you not want to go very big? I right hear they're like, no, 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 let's just do a whole body, body suit. Like, they don't it care. reminds me of mine when I went in. I was like, I'm just going to get this little yeah, one. Right. And he was like, I'm going to do the whole arm. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's your trusters on it. It looks great, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I lost my train of thought, as I tend to do sometimes. Um, what's been the hardest part about being away from England? I mean, I've been traveling quite a, quite a long time, so... I guess the the weather took a little bit of getting used to. It's a lot drier here, especially. When the wind picks up, all that dust rolls in, and you've got all that to contend with. But I wouldn't trade it off. You know, you've got the sunshine here, which keeps everyone outdoorsy. You've got everyone's, like, fully stocked on their vitamin D. Whereas in the UK, I was taking supplements because it was so cloudy and miserable all the time. It's not to say I don't love it. It's just a different different way of life here. Um, have there been any um, tattoo artists that you've admired up to this point? It sounds like Mike was one of them. Oh, Mike, definitely. Um, I love Boris. He, uh, I think he's tattooing in Vienna. I just, for the last 20 years, he's just held it down as probably one of the best realism artists in the whole world. And he's just been untouched. I like when you can see somebody's career and they're still pushing, even though they're at the very height of their career and no one can beat them. And they're still pushing for excellence. That's that's what it's about for me. Um, for some of the audience that may not be aware of what you do as far as you do black and gray portrait animated. Is, it, is that a good intersection yeah. of majorly? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I've been trying to find a word for it. And, and people have been saying it's like a unique style. I think there's there's me and a couple of other guys around the world that are, that are doing the sort of more Pixar route for black and gray. Disneyism or dealism? Let's go with dealism. Dealism sounds good. Do you think that there's a, an advantage to kind of being in a niche? Because so far, some of the artists, they're like, I do everything, which I think is true for any artist. But yep. finding a niche, like, how do you think that's a strength? So there was a really good, and I always, always reference back to this with, with other interviews as well. There's a really good interview with a, a lady called Megan Jean Morris. 
who's one of my favorite tattooers as well, where she talks about bringing something new to the plate or why are you there? And I, that really hit home with me. I was thinking, well, you know, that's that's totally true. Why would you step into an industry and just expect to take from it and not give anything back? So by having a niche and by bringing something brand new that no one's seen before to the plate, you're helping the industry grow. And that's what it's about. Um, I'm going to ask you, what? who's your favorite character in Rick and Morty? Ooh, I do like bird person. But then Noop Noop is so funny. <laughs> Bird person. <laughs> bird person's hilarious. <laughs> he is and amazing. I'm waiting to see what they do with him with all the, he's gonna be like Bird Atron or whatever it is. Him and Tammy just swooping around. It's a shame that the fan base has become intolerable was, a well, bit. Why did they take it's because they took so long getting around to it. Yeah, they took season three to to finally I know. Yeah, I just think can, they were just sat around just smoking it is, up. This just, is now the Rick and Morty show, by the way. Yeah, we, we only talk about <laughs> Rick and Morty on the show. Um I'll ask you a geeky, geeky question. Who shot first, Han or Greedo? I'm going to say Han because I feel like most people are going to say the other guy. It's like political right there, right? It's like... <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy. I've, I've seen okay. them all. I've seen all the new ones. I'm super excited for Star Wars Land when that opens up. I can't wait to walk around the Falcon. That's going to be What's it like good. to be so close to Disneyland now? I go almost once or twice a month and it's amazing but now when i go with friends they want me to be their tour guide so Mm -hmm. i mean i'm super happy doing that but you gotta you gotta be prepared that i'm gonna show up in a little disney outfit with a little flag to march people around with and tell them all the facts and if they get bored then whatever i still haven't figured out how to work my way into the disney animated studios right here no me neither no i've never done that let's uh let's work on that (laughs) where do you see yourself in five years in the future I mean, I'm really goal-oriented, so I like having my 5, 15, 10-year goals planned out for me. My 5-year goal at the moment is staying here, building up my heels, especially that's a big focus of mine right now, is getting flawless heels on my work, Um, and just continuing to be original and unique and pushing that boundary. I want to be a lot more prolific in uh, my oil paintings than I am at the moment, Um, so if I just keep pushing that, I'll be happy, I think. Um, any upcoming projects for you on a pitch? I've actually got a, uh, a seminar on a cruise in August that leaves from Texas and goes around um, Mexico. I can't remember what ports it pulls into, but I'm really excited about that. I get to teach a whole bunch of people my style of tattooing. There's like tattoo cruises? Well, is this, is the, this is the first one that they're, that they're launching, so I'm really excited about it. It's a five-day cruise. You get to go down there, attend some seminars, do some tattoos, hang out on the boat, and then pull into port and check out Mexico. They need to have the state of art stabilizers on that boat, though. Let's be real. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so we want to thank you again for coming by the you're show. You're very, very welcome. Um, also, remind people that if you're in New York, I saw that you're going to have a, you're going to be at the tattoo, the New York Empire State Tattoo Expo. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. I'll be working the Empire Inks booth. Um, and, yeah, I love New York. It's one of my favorite cities. Um, remind us where they can find you at. So just find all of my portfolio on my Instagram, which is at Owen Pauls, two L's and an S. 
And um, also the shop uh, is Northridge. Yeah, Northridge. It's on Reseda, and it's called MD Tattoo Studio. And we're going to have Mike uh, over here on yeah, the 15th in, in May. Yeah. So, again, he's uh, Owen Paul's at MD Tattoo Studios. For more info, you can go on kpcradio.com. Also, you can follow the show, Instagram at uh, in Ink We Trust with the number one. And uh, coming up on my next show, we got a One Truth Tattoo. Thank you for all listening. I'm Anthony Sanchez. I hope you join me next week.